ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, this is John from Red Horse Radio, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio on the Society 13 Network. KOKW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Knuckle up again. Make me want to dance. <laughs> you know, what does this, what does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. Hello, Beans. This is Dave. And... Hello! Don't judge me! Don't judge me! Don't judge me! It's going to be called... It's going to be Things rolling here. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. This is Dave. I'm here with Ms. V, my lovely assistant. Hello. And somebody new to the show. Um, we're here at Boutique 208 in Pittsburgh, and this is Charmed by Jen's Jen Baldoff. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, just glad to finally have you on since I met you at Zombie Fest. Yes. And we met at Jane's Addiction prior to that. Yes. Which Jane's Addiction show was that? That was. Well, I met Heather at the Stage AE show. That was it then. Yes. That was it. Yep. Mm-hmm. We met you there. That was a great show. That was we a saw great the one prior show. to that, and it, he they didn't have the same thing, the same energy as they did at Stage AE. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. We talked about the whole time. But let's talk about Boutique 208. This is where we're at right now. Off yes. premises this time, not in my uh, <laughs> Helm's Deep cave. <laughs> but Your lair. Yes, my lair. <laughs> so let's tell me a little bit about this boutique and what people can expect when they come here. All right, well, Boutique 208, we're all local, all handmade all the time. So whenever you come in here, you're going to find an array of items from jewelry uh, to party trays, cheese trays, candles, artwork, clothing, you name it. We have it, and it's all locally made. Okay. It smells festive in here. Yes. It does smell festive. Those are Tamara's like. candles. She's our founder. Nice. <laughs> we have somebody else over here if she wants to yell hello. Danelle. Hi. <laughs> and she is one of... Danelle is one of our consigners. So we have... Um, there's a few options whenever you get involved here. You can become a member or you can sell your items on consignment if you don't have the time to be a member and put in as many hours. 
Okay, and Charm by Jen is your That's business. my jewelry business and my art business, yes. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Exactly. What can we? Um, we're going to be doing some Christmas shopping here, so we're just curious what we can find. Okay, I do a lot of, um, everything I make is handmade, of course, and I emboss metal and hand patina it, and I work, and I do a lot of tree paintings as well. Um, I emboss a lot of trees. I love trees, so you're going to find that theme throughout cool. my all of my work. Well, you're going to have to show us all that, too, while we're here. Just Definitely very interested. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Check our earrings right now as we talk. Now, this is, um, we're talking about 80 local artists are featured here. From yes. What I've, okay. 80, oh, they're all Pittsburghs. Nobody from out of state, okay. Right. And how do you do that? You just It's broken up within here that we're looking in the confines of the store? Basically, or? people present us their work, and we vote on it and say whether or not we th- think it's a good fit and most of the time it is a good fit i mean the pittsburgh art scene's amazing so yes. there's so much talent I and agree. us representing about 80 people right now I, I i can only imagine how many more are out there that we don't know about and hopefully we find them and this is a good way to do it yeah, yeah. it's great because we all we put our time and effort all of us every little thing even those people that can't work that only maybe have a few items in here to sell every every single person is significant to the success of the place so yeah, everybody puts their heart and soul everybody in their craft and what they're doing yeah and you're part of the three rivers festival the arts festival were you we don't and, set up at that oh, okay. no we're downtown we're right here across from heinz hall people find us <laughs> yeah i'm sure they do yeah i mean we, we come down here all the time now i know where you are that's fantastic. we like to get out there and street team during the art festival oh, cool. though and pass out flyers and direct oh. people to us okay. i'm sure you passed out flyers to <laughs> yeah. us we go every year we go every year um now Let's see, what would somebody, I don't know, what would you say would surprise them if they came in here? Is there something odd or something they weren't normally looking for? And I'm looking right here at these bottles, the glass. Those are all melted down bottles. They uh, take beer bottles, vodka bottles. Of course, they the bottles got my attention. <laughs> into cheese trays. Right. And um, we have so many items. Right now, we're sold out of our wooden beer caddies. <laughs> but I think what would surprise people most is that we actually have a lot of items for men. Because when you look through the door, you might get a feel for just women. Um, but maybe. when you start to look around, like we have like the golf pictures and the wine toppers that are all made on the nice wood blades and the wine caddies and the beer caddies. Um, we have ties that are made by a company called Title Cool Creations for men, bow ties and regular neckties. Okay, cool. So I think that's the most surprising yeah, is that some nifty hats back there. we can cater to to the men <laughs> as now, well as the women. We, we met through a mutual friend as well, Heather Taddy, who we talk, you know, of course is the co-host of the show every now and then. She may be calling in in a bit. We'll see. Um, she's currently busy. We'll let her tell you what she's doing right now, although you probably already know. <laughs> it's kind of funny and fitting. Um, now, she may be, like I said, calling in a bit here. Now, what's your specialty in the art world? You said metal and what else? I mean, do you have any I, I make jewelry. That's, That's okay. Jewelry is my main source of income, I would say. Um, if I could paint all day long mm-hmm. and make as much money as I do off yeah. of painting, <laughs> I would probably just paint all day long. I've uh, painted, I did an album cover for Pete DiStefano. Yes. And I've helped do some artwork for another musician out in L.A. named Jeremy Farrick. And um, Nick Mayberry has used one of my paintings as kind of his imaging. How'd you get started, like, to begin with? Was this something when you were a kid you were like... 
I I came out of the womb creating, so <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is how I started creating. Um, I was one of those kids that I was happy um, to stay inside drawing and painting and coloring or making things with my hands and athletics weren't my strong suit Uh, (laughs) art was more my direction we definitely understand that uh i mean yeah this one here likes to paint too and she just never has the time to do it but yes she's very good at it when she has the time to do it um as far as like is music an inspiration or source of inspiration for you of course what do you listen to when you're music's a huge source of inspiration really i go in phases so uh i think i'm more you know, it's like along the lines of the seasons, I change, my music changes as well. But Jane's Addiction, Porno for Pyros, these have always been two of my main sources of inspiration. I can't express how much inspiration I've received from <laughs> Perry and the gang. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I really can't. I mean, that's where he got his star. I mean, with his sculpturing. I mean, he sculpted his own album covers, Perry Farrell. Right, I mean, yeah. And they're real items that you could actually, I think they're big, too. They're not like little pieces. Right. And if you ever see the movie The Gift, or yeah. Gift, Gift, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and now you said two. I co- own it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> on VHS. VHS. We can't get it on the Only, VHS. the only way to have it. Exactly. I don't know what that's about. Just the VCR off once in a while. Right. I do, too. Very rarely, though, just because I want to preserve it. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I thought two album covers for Peter, or just one. I have. I worked on a collaborative cover for the album Unconditional. Okay. And that's what I had here. He has a thing. It's called the Circle Site, and where uh, all different artists come together and share their art and their feelings, whatever it is that they want to discuss at the time, and. Everybody that wanted to be involved with this album cover was able to submit a piece of artwork. So there's several album covers for Unconditional. And then his album, Pete 8, was uh, the one that I did, that I solely did by myself. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, Pete 8. Now, that, when did Peter DeStefano, when when did he do these albums? This is like right after the Pornos for Pyros. Ask him the timeline okay, on we're everything. Okay, we're going to get on that with him. <laughs> but I can't keep up with him. I think he's on number 10 or 11 right now. <laughs> I really can't keep up with him. He moves too fast. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I, just keeping track on, uh, you know, on, online. And you, you're in charge of his Facebook page, right? I, uh, I run his fan page. Um, he runs his own personal page, however. And my friend, our friend, Heidi, she also helps to run the fan page with me. And um, he now has the Pete Stefano music page where he just posts his songs. That's so cool. So there's several different pages. And then we have the Circle, which is a group page that he had started for all of the people in the Circle and anybody really that just wants to be involved. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, now, where do we find your stuff online, Charmed by Jen? Can we? Can I have go a Facebook page, Charmed by Jen, and you can also, um, you know, friend me at Jennifer Baldoff. And that's I keep it to that. I sell out of the boutique here, so when people online see something of mine that I post that they want, they can always purchase it. But I haven't. I have an Etsy site. I just don't do anything oh, with cool. it. It just sits there. A lot of people do that now. Yeah. I know, yeah. It's really, I don't know, too much. That's very consuming, too, to keep it's up with something so like that. It's so time-consuming, yes. We were just talking off-air there uh, about how some, some people don't like to hear their voices on air. 
I was one of those people, and there are still people that don't want to hear my voice, and that's fine. <laughs> and, um, but how do you feel about when you put a piece of art out there for public consumption, and then, you know, it's out there? Like, well, I'm going to talk about Pete again, because... My jewelry, I've always felt comfortable putting out there. I've won nine awards for my jewelry over time. I have never had an issue presenting my jewelry, thankfully. Um, But my artwork, I was always very nervous to show because so, so much personal emotion goes into painting. And Pete... DeStefano is actually the one that made me feel comfortable enough to show it to the public. And my first piece that I posted on my Facebook page sold within like three hours of having it posted. I got a request that somebody wanted to purchase it. And, um, were they just waiting? (laughs) It it was was bizarre. Yeah. As soon as she saw it, um, she wanted it and so she contacted me and I sold it and I felt a little bit more comfortable to present more of my artwork at that point in time and every time I um, sell a painting Pete jokes that I'm better than Van Gogh now (laughs) (laughs) well actually (laughs) which I I don't feel that way but Let's have a happier ending. Somebody does. That's what's important. Right. (laughs) Now, I I guess I have to ask this. We're going to ask Peter too. But how the heck did you get to have this relationship with him? Like, how did this, how this come about? Was it at a show? Was it online? I mean, okay. Before online was popular, right? I mean, I had made a necklace for Perry Farrell back in 2007. Whenever he was with Satellite Party. Miss D's losing her mind. Over here right now. It's the necklace. <laughs> it's the necklace, and he he wore this necklace in every picture for that I saw him in for about six months after I gave it to him, and he had written some. My little sister convinced me to start a MySpace page, and I started following Satellite Party, and he had blog, Perry had blogged about who had given him this necklace because oh, wow. I just handed it to him <laughs> and ran away. Popular for things like that. I, I was quite honored whenever I'd see these pictures. So I had responded that that was me. And from there, Heidi, who I discussed before that helps me with the Pete page. Um, she contacted me and she started sending me a bunch of pictures of Perry and her. And I just thought they were nice pictures of her and Perry from after the show. And my little sister was leaning over my shoulder, looking at the computer screen and said, he's wearing your necklace. That's why she sent those pictures. (laughs) I didn't even notice. I mean, that's huge. You're like, they look great in that picture. I'm like, wow, those are great pictures. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) that from that, I was invited to go onto the PerryFarrell.net forum to talk to people and I had written a post about Pete and his guitar playing and how much I just always loved Porno for Pyros and because of the guitar playing I mean I it's div- it stands out I am a yeah. I'm a Pete Stefano fan before a Dave Navarro fan when it comes to guitar <laughs> yeah, uh, that's Dave, a bold statement Dave I know no I bet you Dave would be intrigued to hear that I, I would think yeah, he, how many how often does he hear that Pete <laughs> is the maestro <laughs> I, he just Pete's the maestro that's in awesome. my eyes so um I he responded and then from there we connected um 
our phone numbers and we started talking and then we finally got to meet in person and our friendship just grew and he went to the Middle East and it was really at that point in time when I think our friendship became very strong and I want to say because of all the emotions that arose from the fact that he was going over to the Middle East to, you know, this land of conflict to spread the message of peace. He was going to the Bin Laden compound. Um, it was That's amazing in itself. It was it was crazy. That is crazy. It was crazy. And it was emotional. It was over the holidays. Um, and you realize, you know, oh my gosh, this person is in my life and I don't want this person to ever not be in my life. And I think it was, right. to me, that was what solidified the friendship, just that feeling of what if he wasn't there? I'm so blessed to have him in my life. And now what if he wasn't there? He just gets me, he gets me in my art and I get his music. And it was just like, it's just a nice friendship. It's a good connection. And yeah. It's, to it. yeah. it's well, a nice organic friendship because it is really all based on our art and right. and you probably each get something from each other's art yeah you know a nice reciprocal kind right of his music inspires me he's told me i inspire him i don't know what i do to inspire anybody but i'll Be take surprised. it <laughs> i mean you probably just inspired dave navarre to get better at guitar all of a sudden <laughs> never know. placed a challenge i, uh, yeah, I'm I can't believe i said that. no that's it's all right you know what honestly Everyone's entitled to their opinion there's nothing <laughs> Dave Mustaine in his book talks about guitarists that he hired that ended up being better than him. It made him step up his game. Right. I don't think that's insulting at all, really. It's just a different style, really. And really, really no matter style. what anybody does, there's always somebody better than us. You know, oh, absolutely. I, and that, yeah. Well, I was going to actually bring that up with Peter, who I guess we'll have on in a little bit here. Uh, we, we saw footage of him and Navarro jamming together. Right. And Navarro was very cool about having him on stage. You know, I, I, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, anything else you want to put out there? Any um, dot coms we want to plug, or how do we find? We just have a blog spot here for the boutique, uh, boutique two hundred eight. Oh gosh, I should have a card in front of me so I can. <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Donnell, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> there you go. So it would be um, www.boutique208.blogspot.com. We also have. A fan page for the boutique on Facebook, and my fan page is Charmed by Jen on Facebook. I saw it there. Yes, very cool. That's that. Awesome. <laughs> very cool. Appreciate you doing this, and uh, I guess we'll be back in a little bit. Maybe we should play a song or something. Any requests? Or <laughs> Ooh. it's totally up to you. You could play a song off of Pete Eight if you wanted to. Pete Eight, yeah. All right, well, you pick it and we'll play it. Cake in the morning. Sounds good. Ooh, and delicious cake. That's in the morning. right. That's right. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right.
I'm Dave. Cool. Hi. Hi, Dave. I'm Peter. Yes, Peter. <laughs> Great to meet you. <laughs> I have uh, my, nice lo- to meet you too. my lovely assistant, Ms. D, is with us too. Hello. Also a huge fan. Hi, nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. D? D, yes. Ms. D, yep. Cool, D. All nice right, to well, meet you. Marta, uh, first of all, we're honored to have you here on Kettle Whistle Radio. We're going to get things started right now with Peter DeStefano, guitarist for Pornos for Pyros, and currently you have your band Lance Herbstrong. As well as yeah. another project where we just learned about Man and Machine. Well, well, Man and Machine is just is is uh, an idea of different artists that I want to make like compilation records cool. with, you know. So, uh, but Hellride is my other band. I have three bands, and Hellride's with Mike Ron on bass and Steve Perkins on drums, and we do like punk rock songs with like Coltrane. Okay, well, uh, John Coltrane, we just had, you had three jaws just drop just now, as you said, uh, Steve Perkins. We, of course, we love the guy, but Hellride, yeah. I didn't know about that. You, Sorry, Jen I forgot. didn't tell me about that. <laughs> I don't, you know, like I said, it's hard to keep well, up yeah, with well, Pete. We have a kickbook <laughs> December eighteenth. We haven't played in a while because lots of busy with the Stooges, and, and Steven has been doing you know nonstop James Addiction. Now we're gonna do a Hellride gig. Um, on December 18th at the Mint in Hollywood um, on the 18th and uh, and uh, that's it and you know I'm t- texting with Gary and Stephen today and everything's good I mean uh, good I- you know plans and ideas for the future you know well, that's awesome. We're huge fans of you in particular, and uh, me, me and Ms. D saw you. Well, we saw Pornos for Pyros back in, gosh, in the inception. Was that 93 when that started up? It was up? 94, I would think, when they were here. The Icy Light. Yeah, yeah. Icy Light. Light's Amphitheater, yeah. It might have been 93. I can't remember. I think it was 94. And, right. and you and our friend uh, Jen here have a history together as well. It dates pretty far back, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're like two peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, she's, she's, she's giggling. Giggling. <laughs> he makes me giggle. She's my favorite. She's my favorite artist on the planet. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you too. So now, speaking of artists, Man and Machine, you said it to you, is a collaboration of artists. Um, what what is it going to sound like? What are we talking about? Different sounds on every song? Well, um, I see. The thing is, is I'm I love the freedom to change my mind. I change my mind every day, you know. <laughs> so I mean, I had like this plan. Oh, it's going to be Man and Machine. I'm going to do this, and, that. and now I'm just like, you know. And I've made some promises to people, and I don't like hurt people. So I'm turning Man and Machine into you know this guy James. He's a lawyer slash friend of mine. Runs a company, Modern Artifacts. It's going to be his project, and I'm going to add a couple songs. You know, some other people. You know, we're just going to add. You know, it's going to be like a like a you know compilation record of different artists. And um, my solo stuff, I I've gone into a different. I'm going to start making singles, like one song at a time. Um, like paintings, instead of bundling a bunch of paintings into one package that's called something with one art piece and then you pull out the paintings, it's going to be just one painting, a song and an art piece or a photo or an image that goes with that song. And that's it, and it's done. And then I'll put it up on Bandcamp. Um, and I like to do really, like, things. You know, I, I the reason why I like, you know, Jen doing Peter Stefano fan pages because it's real and fan pages you can pay fifty dollars to get a thousand fans right and if you and if you do you can even get bots off the internet where you can give yourself a million fans you know and they hit like and they comment and stuff and so it's all phony you know like when I was watching the Ellen show and she goes oh and we have a million Facebook like you know. Anyone, you can buy that. You know, you can get it. This you can is true. You just Google Facebook likes, and you and you'll, you'll download software, and you can do it yourself. You can give yourself um, on your 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 videos. You know, your um, your YouTube videos. You can give yourself a million views. You can, you know, it's all everybody's bullshit. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, Van Gogh couldn't sell one painting. Now they're worth you know, 500 million a piece, you know? <laughs> and so uh, my goal is to make the art super sacred and just valuable forever, you know? And that is now my, and I want to pay my bills on the way, you know? <laughs> I don't want to, like, be totally, you know, so I want to do a little better than Van Gogh, but I would love his, his you know, I would love his, uh, his legacy, you know, his power. And, and, you know, and, and from what I've noticed, it, he was completely honest and completely let it hang, and he did what he thought was right, and people judged him for it, and, you know, um, that's why I feel like, you know, his art has been blessed, and I just want my art to be blessed, you know, and, and Jen's art and all the people that I love's art and music, you know, so I feel like, um, you know, um, trying to keep it real. I mean, it doesn't matter what the hurrah is. It, it's, um, it's sort of staying, staying, being honest in your art. True to yourself, you know? absolutely. You have to be honest in your life, but when you pick up your paintbrush or when you pick up your guitar, you got to be real. You know, you got to really say and do and paint what's really going on. You know? 
and or make or create and and that's like my trip right now you know so i feel like you know these bundles people did them for money you know you put 10 songs on a record because you would sell the record for 18 dollars, and they you know they they thought that that was the value of the worth of that much money so you can make money well now people you know there's itunes and people are just downloading singles and stuff and and all the DJs are making EPs now, five song records, you know? Yeah. So I just want to start making singles, you know, just a song at a time, like a painting at a time. Exactly. Actually, and, what you're talking uh, about there, Peter, um, I, I've talked to a lot of artists lately, a lot of new and old, and uh, lately the band uh, The Bloody Nerve, which I highly recommend checking out sometime. Bandcamp is okay, the way I'll to go. Check yeah, check out The Bloody Nerve. You'll love it. Um, but oh, they, they, everything you said, they, they, they do the same thing. Bandcamp, the money goes directly to the artists. And it's a trend right now that I like to see. You know, you got, and they, like you said, they're putting out singles because singles are the way to go. And each one's different and authentic in a painting, like you said. That, that's perfect. And it's crazy because I'm so tempted because people are like fish. If everyone goes, oh, this is like, the, people don't know what to like. So if, if they say, this is hot, this is what's hot, then they'll give the heart. People hear what they see. And if they see, that everybody's going there, then they'll listen. And so what, what people do, what social media people do, is they, they, they fake hits, they fake numbers, they fake um, statistics and everything. So everyone goes, ooh, ah, ooh, look, uh, uh, ooh, lot, lots of numbers and lots of hits, lots of likes and stuff. So it must be great, you know? Yeah. And, and you can, you can uh, also buy Twitter followers for a thousand bucks and get a thousand followers. It's ridiculous. No, not, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, there's, you can go free, just, I, I encourage all of you guys, when you hang up, just Google free Facebook likes, and there's a thing called bots, B-O-T-S, you can get a free bot, and you can, you can do it for free, they're, they're hacked, <laughs> you know, you can, you can get hacked versions, and you don't have to spend the money, you can just give yourself, you know, I could have, in two days, a million Facebook followers, but not with a personal page, that's the difference. On a personal page, you can't do that. But on fan pages, you can do it. I don't know why or, or what. So um, that's why I love Jen's fan page because it's, it's real. Yeah, I don't want you any know? fake fans. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> applauding you right now. We're yeah, applauding. And so, I, I and so it's real. It. And then yeah. I just opened a, a page just as a player. I did one post with my link, and that's it. And that's only, and I only got like 600 fans, and I opened it on Thanksgiving. And those are real fans. Those are from my page, you know? Yep. So I just, you know, if I, if, if I can just sell one download, I'm soaked. I'm doing better than Van Gogh, you know? <laughs> so, Indeed. And, and what I want to be is Van Gogh. So if I'm doing better than Van Gogh while I'm alive, you know, I, the main thing is, is I guess I'm, I'm, I'm preparing for the weather. You know, like when you prepare a storm's coming. <laughs> I'm preparing for my death. It's coming, <laughs> no. you know? Hey, not yet, man. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, whether, whether I'm, you know, 90 or next week or right this second, I don't know when it's going to happen. But it's going to happen. So I want to leave a body of work behind that people go, oh, I was just, oh, I've been hurt like this. Or I've been loved like this. I've been horny like this. I was wicked like this. I was, you know what I mean? They, they identify. It's <laughs> yeah. real. You're killing it's us over like here. <laughs> That's awesome. You're killing us over here. I love it. I love it. And you do have quite the catalog going. Uh, we'd like to play something right away if we could. Just take a quick okay. pause here. Yeah, something you'd pick. What, what, what can we play of your choice? 
that were sent to you? Um, sure. <laughs> what about the one-off of Aware? Okay, the, the one-off of Aware. Which one was the one that, that I sent? It was uh, um, Hulu? I'm going to go on, on Bandcamp and buy it, so... <laughs> <laughs> to Peter to Stefano <laughs> as I cut him off three times. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I just wanted to mention the song. Um, should I or no? <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> the song that I sent to you was, it was called uh, Cake in the Morning, right? Yes. Awesome, okay, awesome. let's play that one. Okay. We played Hula Hoop after that one. And we are here with Peter DeStefano right now and Jen Baldoff as well. And um, let's see, where, where do we want to go after Hula Hoop? Uh, can you explain that song? Well, Hula Hoop was, I was with 
Lance Armstrong and we were uh, playing a festival. It was um, like what the hippie. I played so many festivals. I probably played more <laughs> festivals than anyone I know. It's so crazy. But it was one of those um, like electronic hippie festivals. Okay. Um, God, I can't remember. If it was Spring Awakening or I don't know what it was, but it was like um, it was amazing. And and right when we we. we we drove up, we had this tour bus, this guy Dave lent us this tour bus to, to live on a party. There was this girl in the field and she was hula-hooping by herself. And she was beautiful. And so <laughs> I ran to her and invited her on the bus and, uh, and uh, we became friends and, and we started to record music together. And, uh, you know, did, did you chase her with um, her hula hoop? Or? <laughs> well, I just, you know, it was, it, it's just like when you travel, you just see human beings, and I, I'm very like, oh my gosh, that's a special human being. We need to hang, you know? Um, I agree. And it was that kind of a thing, and and she turned out to be a really good singer songwriter, um, and she recorded, and, so, and some stuff happened, you know, some drama happened with studio and the people that were in it and my friends and her and all, you know and, and some stuff happened and, and it all started from this you know whimsical innocent loving kind of free love kind of thing you know and it turned into complication and, and isn't that uh, how all your like, drama starts Pete <laughs> 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 it's all innocent yeah. sometimes the best intentions you know, and, and and there's a lot, a lot with people. There's there's that you know the drug addiction thing. There's, there's, there's so much of the the not just drugs. There's so many forms of being obsessed with something, whether it's human beings, uh, alcohol, drugs, codependency, uh, you know, uh, depression, food, whatever. You know, somebody's battling something all the time within themselves. You know. And I'm, I feel like, uh, like the key is honesty, honesty, honesty with yourself and somebody else that you can be safe with that won't injure them or others. And you, and you, you come clean. And then the, the body, it's like if your, your brain is a computer, tell it the one plus one is three. And it says, no, it's two. And you keep pushing three. It's like at war with itself. It knows it's two. So if you would like, slap someone in the face and you felt it on your hand and you heard the sound and you smelled like sage that was burning and you record all this stuff and you're hitting this person and the person tries to take you to court and you're lying in front of everyone saying I did not hit them I was not there and you're saying all these lies but your brain recorded that you were there because it smelled it it felt it it heard it. it you know what I mean it records this and so there's a war within yourself, so you start chain smoking cigarettes, you start drinking, you start destroying yourself because you're not you're not clean. It's not this one plus one isn't two. It's you're saying it's three. Your your brain knows it's two. Your brain knows. So you need to find somebody to be honest with. You know. Amen. And so with art, yeah. it's, ama- it's amazing. In art, you can do it in art. Just 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 if you can't tell your husband or wife or your employer or, or whatever whatever you can't be honest then you know do it in your art and there's a way to do it that's clever like Jim Morrison you know 
where you're not just slaughtering people like Eminem, but you're being honest, you know? And there's a way to let it out, and then you can be at peace, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what I believe. I guess that's my religion. That's why we got this whole hand thing with, with, with the colors, and that's why it, that's Jen's um, avatar on the page, because it's, it's, that's everything, you know? And, and um, you know, a lot of people have, like, God and the devil, right and wrong, positive and negative. I'm into, like, black, blue, red, yellow, and white. And then there's one who has all power, six, that, that is everything. And um, when you mix yellow with blue together, you get green, which is jealousy. And, you, you know, like, you have to learn how to take these five elements of ourselves and roll, you know, and, and too much black makes murder and, you know, and rape, you know, and uh, so you want to have a balance of all the colors, you know, and all the colors mixed together in equal quantities are brown, the color of the earth, and everything goes into the earth, so it's a color brown. I mean, I have all these ways that I think when I make my music and art, you know, and that's what the hand, the color hand is, that Jen has, has made these earrings. I have all this jewelry from her that's in my studio. It's so great. It really so. is like our religion. Yeah, that's really beautiful, actually. That was incredibly colors. inspiring, man. We were sitting here just kind of listening, what and I got a call. I just, <laughs> I have a caller for you, actually. Um, this is my co-host, Heather, Heather Taddy. She has a few things she wants to ask you. Uh, are you okay with that? Okay. Of course. Of course. <laughs> She's a huge fan. I'm going to bring her on here in just a second. Here, okay. Heather, are you with us? You are here. Hey, no, you're actually not here. Hi, Heather. Hi. <laughs> All right, you guys are talking right now. Um, t- Heather, you could explain to Pete exactly where you were that you couldn't be here with us anyway. Yes. Well, Pete, I just want to say it's very nice of you to call into our little podcast here. I'm very excited to, you know, kind of pick your brain and everything. Um, but right oh, now cool. I am at my friend's tattoo shop. Um, I just got a Nothing Shocking tattoo. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. That's just so great record. Know, the words, nothing shocking on my back, so. That's so cool. I, I have Robert Johnson on my back. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, um, so cool. You got some questions for Peter? Yeah, um, to the best of your memory, Peter, could you recall kind of your first encounter with Terry and kind of how you guys connected musically before you started Porno for Pyros? Well, I was, um, I went to a glory hole, and he was on the other side. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, the truth is, I went to a surf trip um, in Puerto Escondido, Mexico, from a guy named, guy Greg, Greg Lampkin was a mutual friend of mine and Terry's, and he, I had this company, friends, you know, this guy Mike Casello owned a company called Bronze Age, which was a surf company, and Greg wanted a free surf trip, so he goes, I can bring Perry Farrell if you can, you know, get a trip for all of us to Mexico. So I got a trip to Mexico, and we all went out there, and, the, and then we shared a cabana, a cabana me and Perry uh, and this guy Greg. And I had brought a, a, a classical guitar out there, and I was finger-picking mm-hmm. some, like, box pieces and, and some uh, Andrew Segovia. And Perry was like, wow! You know, that's, that's, you know, you don't usually see rock guitar players doing, you know, classical finger-picking stuff. So I was like, yeah, you know, and he's like, you know, I'm going to start this band called Four of Pyros. You should, you should, you know, come and jam with Steve and I. Just like that. So when I came, so when I came back, 
to the States, we uh, we actually jammed with me and Perry at a DJ, Skate Master Kate. And Skate Master uh-huh. Kate was playing Riders on the Storm, DJing it for the doors. And then we made Orgasm over Riders of the Storm. Oh, know, wow. On the doors. So we, that whole DJ thing with and writing songs over, we wrote um, over records, we wrote Curse Female. Orgasm and Meehaw that night okay. with Skate Master Tate and Perry and I over a DJ. And so that's why I've been obsessed with DJs. I just think it's, <laughs> it's so great. And in those days, it, computers weren't invented yet. I think it was 91, 92. And uh, so we, we were playing to record players, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, that's how I met Perry. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then my next question was kind of, like, at that time, you know, what music were you really into? Uh, right now, or then, or... Then, well, she meant then, um, and yeah. At the time, yeah. At the time, I was really into Jane's uh, Addiction. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, the Triple X record completely yes. blew my mind. Thank you. You know, the, 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 uh, you know when, they, when they did the Lou Reed cover of Rock and Roll, and then their version of Symphony for the Devil and then I Work For You and then Horrors you know it was like I get it it's completely honest that's you know, my that favorite they're, they're, love it. you know and so um, so I was into that and you know and everything else Led Zeppelin Jimi Hendrix Black Sabbath you know Peter Frampton whatever just so much music I, and you know nowadays music I love I really love uh, you know Bass Nectar Skrillex, Dogblood, um, God, there's so many, you know, um, Pretty Lights, um, I love the Brian Jones Town Massacre, oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, so, that's good stuff. Cool, um, and then my last question is, what is one band that you've always really wanted to see live but have never ha- had the chance? I wanted to see Led Zeppelin. Yeah. No, I really want, I had tickets for Front Row in 1980 and then John Bonham died. I, I was 15 years old and I was devastated because I, you know, I had never seen Led Zeppelin. Jimmy Page is probably my biggest influence. And I was like, you know, I saw The Firm and I saw him in other things, but I, I never got to see Led Zeppelin. You know? Yeah, I'm with you on that one too. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you got, Heather? Yeah, those are my questions, yeah. Well, so, thanks for calling in. Cool, Heather. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I can't wait to hear new stuff. I'm really excited. Cool, cool. All right, Heather, thanks again for calling in, and uh, take okay. care of that tat and those bruises. All right, see you guys. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. Thanks, Heather. Okay, bye. Yeah, that's our, uh, that's our co-host here, and she, obviously she had an appointment, which I can't believe the timing, but what are you going to do? Uh, my assistant here, though, <laughs> we, have, we, have, <laughs> we have another question here from my, my uh, lovely assistant, Ms. Yeah. D. She wants to ask you something particular. Oh, okay. this is kind of a silly question, but uh, back in the day, we used to always get a Lollapalooza when it wasn't in Chicago, and <laughs> you yeah. didn't have to put a big chunk of money out. <laughs> it wasn't um, in Chicago. Yeah. But um, I was I was really surprised, and I thought that it was so cool, the uh, kids of Palooza thing that you do. I just thought that was, I don't know, I thought that was very cool, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, thanks, thanks. I mean, it, it, it is... Um 
It's an honor. I mean, I've never not played it. You know, I've been invited every year, so I, I'm completely, you know, beside myself in terms of, like, gratitude and everything. And I just feel like it's, it's, it's uh, you know, considering who I am or what I am, you know, that, that they feel in their gut that it's appropriate for me to come every year and do that. Like, they, no matter what, you know, in my gut, I'm safe with the kids. You know, they can trust me. You know, and that, to me, is, is priceless, you know? Yeah, so, I just thought it was um, really cool just because then you're bringing um, just that live music that not all kids get live music. You look at schools that are cutting music programs and, you know, different kids that might not have an opportunity to just experience live music. And for me, there's really just nothing like, you know, feeling a bass moving through your body and you're in the front row of a show. So I just thought that was yeah, really... I mean, it's amazing. I, you know, it's funny because I played with the school rock all-stars and then I'll bring up little babies that have never, or little kids that have never even played an instrument and they'll get on stage and I'll strum with their hand and we'll make some kind of sound and then the crowd will cheer for them and they'll go, oh my God, they'll, they'll get to experience expressing themselves, a sound coming out and then being clapped for, you know? And, and then there's people, the, you know, the school rock all-stars, which, you know, there's like 72 schools or maybe more than that. And then the, the hand-picked best artists, you know, the most talented kids right. from all the schools. And they're called the, the all-stars. And so it's like I play with them because musicianship-wise, you can't get any better. You know, they can, they can learn anything. They can copy anything. They can technically do anything. And so I'm just sort of hired to, to, to show them the sixth sense, the, the mojo of it. You know what I mean? You have all this, and you have all this technique, and you have all this uh, understanding and um, talent to perform, you know, all these chords, all these melodies, all these, all the dexterity, everything that is music. But, there, but then there's your soul. It's, it's like expressing what you are, you know, what, what, what you're living, and, and people feel that. So, and so I think that, that that's what I bring to the kids is that, the emotion of it, you know what I mean? Right. Like now, here's the emotion, you know. Yeah. And um, I thought I'm stupid enough to get up and jam with these musicians who just slaughter everybody, you know. So, <laughs> you know, so I was like, he's stupid enough to come and do it. You know? <laughs> no. no, but I think that's just a really—I don't know—I don't know—a magical thing that you can, you know, connect with those kids. Absolutely, and a good cause. Yeah, I, I've been a fan myself. This is Dave again uh, for so long. Um, but I'm embarrassed to say I missed that you did a collaboration with Scott Weiland as well as Peter Murphy from Bauhaus. Um, yeah. What yeah. What did I miss yeah. there? That's incredible. Oh yeah, well let's we'll, we'll start with uh, Scott Weiland yeah. first. Um, we did that in the late '90s. I got sober in '97, so it was like '98 or something. Okay. I did a thing called the Action Girls, and he recorded an album called Twelve Bar Blues. And I played guitar on that record on a song or two. I can't remember how many songs. And then we put a band together. It was me and Daniel Lenoir on guitars, Victor and Jersey on drums, Martin Lenoble on bass, the original Purple Pirates bass player. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brad Mandel on piano. Jazz player, and we had a really cool band. We were called Action Girls, and then we, you know, then he got he, he kept going to jail and getting in trouble, and it was we weren't <laughs> able to even play. 
you know? So, um, so that's all part. But, you know, a record was made, and uh, Paul Bravo, so you can hear my playing on there if you're interested. And then Peter Murphy, I did two tours, one with uh, Eric Avery on bass, the original James bass, Claire on bass, me on guitar, Peter Murphy on vocals, Kevin Haskins, the original Bauhaus drummer, Love and Rockets drummer on drums, and uh, this guy, Doug, on keyboards. He's a, like a film composer, TV show composer type of guy. They're a great band, and we did a tour of the whole U.S. a couple months. It was amazing. And, um, and then we came back, and we were going to start a band, start writing for them. We wrote a couple songs, and then Eric Avery and Peter Murphy didn't get along, and that fell apart. That's so then, um, uh, then Peter Murphy and I put together a project with me and a violin player named Hugh, Hugh Marsh and him. And we did a tour, again, of the whole United States and made a record called Just For Love, Peter Murphy, Just For Love. And that's me on guitar, Peter Murphy singing, and a violin player. And I, that was the hardest gig I've ever done in my life because I had a guitar synthesizer, so I was doing, like, strings and percussion and everything. With It was before, you know, laptops were around to help you, you know, so I was, like, doing... Uh, there was, but I was using this Roland GR guitar synthesizer, and I was doing like piano and strings and and you know synth sounds and percussion stuff and everything with the guitar. You adapt uh, pretty quickly, I guess. You're just constantly bored. You have to try new stuff. Is that what you're? You're just constantly challenging yourself. Well, what happened was it was a lot easier when I was on heroin because I could just shoot up. Um. And just put the brain to sleep and wait for porno gigs or porno recording or, you know. And once I got off of it, I was awake, you know, and alive. And I just, you know, it just keeps going. And, and I got to keep going. I got to keep making art. Life is so short. You know, and, and, you know, we love Led Zeppelin. They made, what, 10 records, but it's still, we need more music, you know. So I'll go and listen to Hey, hey, what can I do from Led Zeppelin? It's not on any of the records. You can't buy it on iTunes. You have to go to uh, YouTube to listen to it, you know? So that's the one song that, that was like that standalone thing. So I just want to make a bunch of standalone songs, too. So people, you know, so it's not easy. Pete only has two solo records, or Pete only has two records. You know, so you can just grab the one record and get the 10 songs or 11 songs, you know? Where this way, you start making it you know, harder for people to get. Like everybody's so desperate to be known and seen and accessible and stuff. And I'm sort of fighting that. I'm sort of, like, screwing myself constantly to make high pieces of art so they become treasure, you know? Yes. Um, I want to make great songs and hide them on Bandcamp and, a, and on a, you know, a Facebook fan page that only has a couple hundred people on it, you know? It has no posts and stuff like that I sort of want to be indie not because I think it's cool or I'm trying to be cool it's because I think it'll be more valuable later I know? agree but let's keep you so around I, at the I same time it's going to be more valuable <laughs> if, if that makes sense you know, I don't want to trick anyone to think like oh I'm a punk rocker and trying to try to go against the grain no I want it to be 
really popular later, so I'm trying to hide it, if that makes sense. No, no, it makes perfect sense. I, what I admire, too, like, I call this my anti-Metallica moment, where uh, Perry Farrell working with him, he, uh, like, you were able to pursue your other projects, your solo projects, meanwhile keeping up with pornos, satellite parties, showing up on stage with Jane's Addiction. Like, you had that freedom, yeah. and I admire that. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, Perry and I, I mean, he texted me, you know, half hour before I got on the phone. He just got back from Mexico. He wants to hang out. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're, I just, you know, what happened with Portable Powers is I was completely strung out on heroin and I was dying of cancer. I mean, it was just, I was done, you know. I had to go into the hospital, you know. And then they reunited James, you know. And then I came out and then James was full, full gone. I didn't die of cancer. I got off of the heroin, so I was like, okay, now I'm going to go play with Scott Lyon. I'm going to go play with Peter Murphy. I'm going to go, you know, make 10 solo records. I'm going to, and then if you, I am Dini, I've played on uh, a bunch of movies, like Man on Fire, all, all the Shrek films, uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobes, I Game. Um, God. You have the uh, longest resume <laughs> ever, Pete. Wow. Yeah, yeah, like if you, if you I am Dini, When you were struggling with some things, like you, you just took that back full force, making up for lost time. Yeah, yeah. yeah in my family, we're, we have uh, we we're not uh, strangers to cancer. We understand that you know how devastating that is. But then you come back tenfold like that. It's you're a hero. You're, it's admirable. Well, I, I, you know, I really, I really do believe that there is some kind of force that's all powerful, and I feel like the force likes me when I'm honest, because I'm, I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. I'm saying I'm just as bad as everyone. As bad. You know what I mean? I like and that. it sort of likes me for that. You know what I mean? I do like that. I, yeah, yeah, you know, like, I'll, I'll be the first to raise my hand to say I'm an adulterer. You know, I'm a, whatever, you know, a liar, thief, cheat, whatever. You know, and then it's okay, you know, because I'm not putting an impossible demand on myself saying, I will never do this. I will, no, I'm going to do it all. Doing everything that's wrong. Just heads up. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And then, uh, Absolutely. And it's sort of like, you know, I can I can walk back and forth in jail in peace. I want to ask. I have to ask this straight out because uh, for a lot of fans out there, um, uh, mutterings about a new porno for Pyros. Is that really happening? Is there just a song or some EP or, or an album coming out? Well, Perry and I we, and Stephen, we went and with Mike Watt, we're going to record a couple songs. Then we did basically back at this, this uh, mansion in Santa Monica, and uh, and then they went and you know they had to finish a you know a huge tour with Allison Chains. Um, a thing called the Rockstar Tour. Uh, you know, Rockstar the Drink. Yep, the drink absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tour with, they had to do that, and then they did like the biggest tour that they've ever done in history. And they had that star thing, and then Perry went to Mexico, and now we're here. So, so time went by since we recorded, and and with Perry and I, it was sort of like let's surf, let's jam, let's you know, let's uh, you know. Um, sort of go with the flow so it's, it hasn't been really um, you know set in uh, stone it's not set in yeah, stone it, 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 yeah it's not like like 
you know, let's do this, let's plan this, let's make it this, let's make it that. Like, Terry, Terry says ideas, and then, you know, Mark Geiger from William Morris and Peter Cactus from the, the firm or whatever his company is, the manager, and they all, uh, you know, prospect Parkinson's company and Peter Cactus' company. They'll, they'll, you know, say, oh, we're going to do this. Terry's thinking this, and then Steve Lagarde thinking this, and, you know, and everybody is just thinking, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll do anything. I'm really easy, you know. And maybe I should be more of a, you know, assertive and say, hey, let's do this, let's do that, let's do this. And stuff will get done quicker. But I'd rather just do that with my solo music, you know. Because then um, I, can, I can, you know, within an hour, go, I'm going to do this. And then it's on Bandcamp in an hour. Good. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. My like, studio's across the street from my house now, so I can just like jam with her. And Jen knows it's like she, she'll get you know inspired. Oh, I think I'm going to do this, and she'll go and do it, and it's done. You know, <laughs> you don't have to like call you know accountants and lawyers and girls with hula hoops, and, and <laughs> engineers, and take band meetings and do 50 rehearsals. You know, and all this stuff. It's it's a it's not beautiful, and I'm down for it. But it, you know. Um, I'd rather stay out of the way of all of that when it comes great. And if it doesn't, great. I'm lucky I got to make two records. I love so much of your solo music because you recorded it right in your garage. And that, I love. (laughs) You can't beat that Uh, sound. So I basically moved my garage across the street. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I was going to ask you. My kids wanted their bicycles and stuff in there, so I needed to. (laughs) Make room for the bikes, you know. <laughs> Your solo music too is the most honest music out there by far. Oh, it's, thank you. It's my heart. You. I'm excited about the third one, Love uh, versus Keith, because it's it's pretty much taking, you know, what I've done with the ten solo records and then what I've done with Lance Armstrong, and then doing those in in from 2006. 2005 to 2007, or from 2006 to 2010, right before um, Lance Armstrong, in between that era, there was a band called Hybrid that I toured with. I and saw that, yeah. Decades. I was reading about and that. Guitar. That was a huge, and that record, uh, just for I Choose Noise, is amazing, you know? And that album, with, with Harry Gregson Williams and myself a part of it, with with, um, I mean, Terry loved it so much, he took two of the tracks and remixed them for his, his satellite party thing. And I, I, you know, right after that, I went into DJing myself and playing guitar. And I was, I was DJing trance music off the laptop and playing guitar at these underground raves, which were by Philippe Neal. I mean, and Peter Cassis came to him, and I think, you know, my, my start time would be at like 6 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. or 7 a.m., you know, and be like, these all-night raves. And we'd do these, like, abandoned buildings in downtown LA where we would bring in a generator and clean them all up and totally illegal, and we would make, like, <laughs> sex rooms. Like, there would be a man-on-man room, girl-on-girl room, hetero room, you know? Um, we had bowls of condoms and it was just like, you know, and drugs. It was just like completely illegal. It was so gangster, you know? <laughs> and I would sit there and DJ this like, this, this like gnarly German trance music, you know, and play the guitar like Hendrix, you know? And it was so cool, you know? And so this, uh, 
this, you know, blood versus teeth. It's, it's, you know, it's that thing. It's me taking, uh, it's bringing the DJ thing in with mashing up my own inventions over it while, and also covering Hendrix. Yeah, I saw footage of that. I saw you do that at one of the, I think it was a Kids of Palooza doing Gypsy Boy. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I was, uh, yeah, I, I brought it on the kids stage. I've tried to, to show people, but a lot of times, like, when cutting edge is the bleeding edge, you get, you know, you, there's a, there's a lot more, you know, there, you, you gotta find, you know, so this thing with, with uh, Neo Sapiens, it was great because I could just let loose, you know, and, and I feel like now that I've, from this band camp in these last two songs, I let loose. I've gotten to, to really do what I wanted to do, recording-wise. I never recorded it before. Lance Armstrong, we've done a couple records, and we just finished our third record, which we'll be releasing soon. That I got to do that in it, but it was still more, more true to the original song, and then me putting salt and pepper. Where this, I actually, you know, did a centipede. Like you know what I mean? Like I. I I put legs and, and, and arms in, and you know what I mean? I, like, I, I invented a new animal, I feel like, you know? So I'd say um, you keep reinventing it. <laughs> yeah, Blood vs. Pete. I think Internet vs. Pete was, was interesting. I think Blood vs. Pete, the song that you're going to play, has me. I think I'm doing an ACDC mashup that I perform in it, and then I'm doing my own stuff that I wrote over it, and then taking... Um, uh, uh, dog blood, which is Skrillex and Afrojacks. Wow, a collaboration. So, um, and to clips of that. So I like I mean, how, and that's why I think the future is, and 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 my heart feels like, like there it is. There's a Van Gogh piece. There's a piece. You know, and, and Salvador Dali did it. He would take somebody else's painting, like of a ship, and then he would paint over half of it and make a whole new thing and have the ship sticking out of this ocean that was this thing, you know, he was creating, he was doing a mashup. You know, he was making original composition over, I mean, the first musician to do it was Liberace. He brought out a photograph from 1941 to 1949. In his performance, he would bring out one of those old photographs and he would play a, you know, a record, and he would play the piano to it and perform over it. So he was doing a mashup live. So Liberace was way ahead of his time. <laughs> and also he was a creep of epic proportions. So he just, <laughs> you know. No, I like how you're embracing all sides of music like that, though. At the same time, mashing it up yourself. It's that's wild. I, I, did did you influence Perry into getting into the DJing thing? Was that your your fault? Or? Well, you know, when we first jammed, when we first jammed, I didn't. And I first went, you know, we got there, I showed up for this thing, and Steve was there, and he was playing drums, and there was like 20 other guitar players, and everyone was playing like Steve Vai as fast as they could. And I was like sitting there going, waiting for a note, an opening, and I'd go, you know, and it was all going crazy, and I'd go, and then Terry noticed, like, guy's lifting he's trying to make it all sound good he's not trying to show up so then I packed up and I just left I was just retarded I don't know so guitar players to, to try to get and then Perry came to my house with Casey and they slept at my house my, I had a tiny little apartment and like 
and they slept there for a couple of days. And uh, they just really wanted to work with me. And I kept saying, dude, the whole world's going to hate me, bro. You're the heaviest <laughs> man in the world. We're going to do something different. So that's when we went to Kate Master Tate's house. He played a record. And I go, we'll do something different. We'll add a DJ. And that was the fifth element that was not just another four-piece band. You know what I mean? It was, now yeah. we have a DJ. And then Linkin Park was hugely influenced by that, and they added a rapper. You know? Yep. So, you know, um, you become good friends with them, so that's what they told me. <laughs> I don't know if they're on my butt or but, but, you know. <laughs> so I, I feel like, uh, you know, the, the DJ thing has been a huge thing for me. That was the game changer. That's what gave me the courage to take the beating from everybody. You know, because I knew Oracle Cars wasn't going to get a fair shake. It's like breaking up the doors, and then Jim Morrison and... You know, John Densmore starting a new band, you know? <laughs> or Led Zeppelin breaking up Led Zeppelin and, and John Bonham and Cage starting a new band, you know? Well, it's does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely it does. It does. What I felt, the pressure that I felt. I can't you know? imagine. So, so with the DJ and a needle full of heroin, it was easy, you know? Just take the beating, so... Well, you've overcome quite a bit to get where you are now, and you have such a body of work, it's ridiculous. I mean, I can't wait to hear your new stuff, too. I, I, and I guess we're going to play one more tonight, right? Yes, yes. I'm really excited about this one, um, Blood vs. Pete. This is my, you know, that's my latest song today. You know, that's the last thing I just done. I did it last week, so um, I'm really proud last of it. Week? And that, you know, <laughs> what I feel is the future. You said last no. week. Last week. <laughs> so this is hot yeah. off the press. Uh, what What is this about? Yeah. You want to give us a little bit of insight so, since it's that new? <laughs> um, it's about you know uh, putting your blood and sweat into something, and, and I think it's like a metaphor. Like the artist is dog blood. The song is called Middle Finger. I took clips of that, right? And then just just how I put my time and energy and sweat into working to try to pay the bills. To, you know, that's life to my family and, and, and to put into something that I love and how the world will tear you up and I just sometimes think about killing myself you know but I won't give up you know and for my, my art sometimes really really hurts me you know and it's very painful sometimes and but I just keep fighting you know and so they're fighting to not like, you know, to not cut my ear off and shoot myself in the heart like Van Gogh, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, or to, you know, blow my brains out like Kurt Cobain, you know? Right. And so I, it's, it's, it's not easy. You know, we're very sensitive. And that's why I love Jen so much. She's so sensitive. <laughs> on Thanksgiving, we were like, going, I can't handle you. We're like, on Thanksgiving, we're like bucking at each other trying to figure it out. Life is hard. Oh, and, and, you know, and so that's what it's about. It's, 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 well, we put our blood into this art, you know, and, and Jen and I. And so we're very emotional about it. And little things or little changes can really throttle us, you know, because it means so much to us, you know. It's so so we're, we're learning how to, to roll in life. And sometimes you just do things and your intention is not to hurt anybody, but people get hurt. Well, people do things to you. Their intention is, is to not hurt you and you get hurt. But there's a lot of time people are intentionally hurting you because of jealousy, you yes. know? And so it's, 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 
mean, you, you, the words are pretty clear, you know. Um, I already like it. <laughs> just the message behind it yeah. and Peter we have to give uh, Jen a chance to redeem herself she said that earlier um, that she prefers your guitar work over Dave Navarro now I also I uh, collaborate I this with some uh, footage I saw of you getting on stage and jamming with James and Dave Navarro giving a big hug um, I, th- I guess there's uh, zero jealousy and envy there you guys seem to get along oh I mean yeah I mean what, what he does is, is you know it's incredible and it's it, it's just like, you know, what, one so person's an orange and one person's an apple, you know? Right. Um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, a different kind of artist than, than Dave. You know, I'm, well, I'm not trying to to go in, the, in, in his way, and I don't think he's trying to go my way. I think we respect each other and, and are very sensitive to it all, and, and I think he's very sensitive. And, um, you know, and... Uh, he will always be my honest. favorite guitar player. Yeah, Jen, Jen, <laughs> Jen's a little biased. And Jen will always be my favorite artist. Works out, man. Works out nicely. And, and I both love Heidi. Heidi is, is like our, our, our third member of our little group. And, you know, that we have going. She, she's really good at, too. We're, we're all trying to learn how to be higher, you know, uh higher vibrations, higher thoughts, and higher actions through yes. our art, you know, to, to be able to, to heal. Because at the end of the day, we want to be healers with our, with our art, you know. We want to teach people what we learn, you know, and, and share our mistakes in our art. So people can go, oh, look, this guy went down this flight, you know, he, he did this and fell down a flight of stairs and broke his legs, and he's explaining that to us, you know. So if you want to do the same thing and break your legs and fall down a flight of stairs, copy the song. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, or this, you know, I figured I'd learn this. And so, so I just feel like we're, we're, you know, they teach me so much, you know. And Jen is an actual producer of amazing art, you know, <laughs> with these concepts. We're, yeah, and we're surrounded by it here, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and art is five things. You know, it's black, red, you know white which is so weak and frail but pinky you know 
the one who's got all the power when it's not, you know? It's it's just white. I don't yeah. know how to follow that. I, the only way to follow that up is definitely with a song by you, which we're going to play. And I, I got to say, has he ever been to your boutique here yet? No, no he has yeah. not. When are you going to come visit? Yeah, you're missing something. I, well, here. we got to work again. We need to invent something so I can come out there and play. Maybe we should do a gig at the boutique. There you go. Always, sure. It's open. A little boutique gig. We just got to get me a plane ticket. Maybe someone can, can donate a plane ticket for me to fly out, and I'll come out with an acoustic, and we'll do a, an acoustic set. Oh, uh, I love that. Yeah. You know I love your acoustic. The boutique tour. That's what we're yeah. all about here, man, is bringing different artists together. Yeah, man, I'd love to have you here. That would be awesome. Just put them out on the street oh, with a guitar. We're going to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you cool, busting. Cool. Yeah, I would, I would love to do that. And just so you know, the, the, the single there is not just going to be, you know, me taking clips and stuff, it's also going to be my, I'm going to start unveiling my classical pieces, you know, my finger-picking things. Cool. And, you know, my, one might be just in acoustics, other one, you know, it's just, instead of bundling stuff, it's going to be, you know, singles. So. Awesome. Well, we I'm want... kind of repeating myself. I'm so inspired. <laughs> <laughs> you going to write another song tonight? <laughs> Um, you know, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> How'd I guess that? Listen, thank you so much for doing this. You're always welcome You're back. So welcome. Uh, we appreciate being on Kettle Whistle Radio. We want to thank Heather Taddy for calling in and for not being here. We'll get her for that. Um, and please, you know, anytime you feel like you got something to talk about, you're always welcome back. And, Jen, thanks for having us, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. And thank you, Jen, for setting this all up. I Aww. love you. And I I'm looking you. forward to meeting you guys all. When I come to do the boutique gig. Yes. Yes. That would be great. We're ready, man. Anytime you are. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll set it up and I'll be out there soon. Yeah, because awesome. I miss you way too much. <laughs> I miss you too, Jen. All right. <laughs> All right. Good night, folks. All right, you guys. We'll have a peaceful evening and we'll, we'll chat again soon, I hope. And thanks that would again. Be great. Nice meeting you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Some Nutella, okay? Okay, let's settle that. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Electric acid. Electric acid.